Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode 55 of Empty Betters. I'm your host, Harrison Schultz. I'm going to toss it across the table to my buddy, Nick Manella. How are we doing? I'm doing well, man. I, you know, we're just sort of wrapping up the holidays here. How was your uh, your holiday? What'd you do for Christmas? Yeah, obviously, Christmas was a little different this year, I think, uh, for a lot of people. Usually on Christmas Eve, we all go to my aunt's house, see the cousins, aunts, uncles, all that. There was uh, none of that this year, needless to say. Had a, a hell of a steak. Yeah. Real good steak on Christmas Eve, so that kind of made up for a little bit. A lot of eggnog, a lot of brandy, a lot of wine. So There you go. Who was uh, who was the chef? Um, so we uh, we carried out. Gotcha. You know, support, the, support the small businesses. As you this, should. In this crazy time. Um, it's a good restaurant in Hampstead, Maryland, right near the PA line, for those of you who don't know, uh, called Fratelli's Italian Bistro. I think it's Fratelli's Italian Bistro. Sold. It is unbelievable yeah uh, some of the best cocktails great steak the pasta is unbelievable if you're ever up near the pa line and you're in that like westminster Hampstead, maryland portion highly recommend you go check it out yeah definitely that sounds awesome what about you i uh drove up to long island for uh, <laughs> uh italian christmas eve you know the full spread seven fishes all that jazz and then uh made my yearly migration back down to maryland christmas morning uh Normally with like my mom's family, we do something on like the 22nd, 23rd, just because everyone's so busy. It's hard to get all those people together. Uh, unfortunately, we couldn't do that this year. So we did a uh, like family Zoom call around four, uh, which just, awkward. It's just consisted of basically screaming over each other. But uh, yep. shout out to my cousin, Megan. You know, she swooped in at like sort of the last minute and organized a secret Santa for all of us. So uh, that's awesome. cool. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, my experience with the family Zoom experiment has been like the one pair of aunt and uncle that like has the shitty internet and they're just delayed yep. the whole time and they look like fuzzballs and they're like in 260 pixels yep. and then out of nowhere they start screaming, it's delayed yes. and everybody gets quiet and then nobody knows when to say anything or if they should say anything because everybody's lag time is different. That or they don't have their glasses on so they can't see who's on the screen <laughs> and they can't tell who's talking. It's a shit show. Yeah. I, I can fully attest to that. It it is a nightmare, especially when you start getting people like, you know, not to offend anybody, but maybe over the age of like 60, it's starting to get I bad. will say this, though. I mean, kudos to my grandparents, Bruce and Doris. I mean, they're, you know, they're well over that age. I won't disclose their age, but I mean, they yeah. were rocking with the Zoom thing. So they're... Uh, it's not that hard to use. It's really not. It's no. just, the, it's a matter of internet and just kind of like understanding like, hey, no one's responding to me. So maybe I'm not like up to date on the speed of where this conversation is. Yeah, or I'm muted. Or I'm muted. Yeah, yeah when people start looking at you and they start like touching their mouth and like, yep. hey, you're muted. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's something I should look at. The bottom left button it's that like has the, the red X on it. first 20 minutes of us trying to figure out how to record podcasts remotely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, that was a learning curve. People don't get... You, none of you listening understand how much goes on behind the scenes about the audio quality of this. I think we've come a long way. Uh, you know, at the start when we were having guests on... Dude, we were spitballing with Amazon microphones trying to figure it out. Exactly. Like dusters. Then we got nice headsets. Thank you, Uncle Chief. Appreciate you. And uh, figuring out remote recording has not been the easiest of adventures. We'll no, it's it definitely way. not. I think, you know, you kind of just uh, take it for granted. You're just assuming that uh, 
you know, you plug your microphone in and boom, you hop on Skype and like that works. But like, if you want it to sound like this, there are things that you can and sort of have to do to change it up. And I think what we found with Skype was it was sort of like what you said with the family zoom thing where, you know, someone it's like internet gets wonky for a second and it's just toast after that. Yep. Yeah. It's definitely a challenge. And, you know, for those of you listening, we are live right now, Nick and I, um, it's December 28th when we're recording this. What we did is we basically just recorded uh, the Mike Vogel interview that's already been live, and you'll be listening to this episode on New Year's Day when it drops. Uh, but we are recording this three days in advance on December 28th, like I just said. The purpose of this episode is t- kind of just to get everybody up to speed on l- league news. Uh, the NHL finally came out and confirmed when they're starting, what the divisions are, what the playoff format is, all the deadlines, all that good jazz. So uh, consider this your state of the union for the 2021 NHL season. Uh, we will not be giving any picks or analysis on the season previews. We're going to save that for next week when Mac is with us and hopefully we're recording live. Uh, we really do enjoy doing that more than the remote, as you can probably tell. Yeah. Um, so let's dive right into it now that you all figured out about our holidays. So I guess the biggest news is we have a date. We're Uh, back. Yeah. Like confirmed January 13th, the season will begin. First game of the year will be Pittsburgh versus Philly. That's well, there's a couple other seven o'clock games, but that's the only one I care about. Right. Um, so yeah, it's nice to have a date. Training camp will start next week after the new year. Uh, we'll have two weeks to build up. There's going to be a couple caveats that are a little different. I don't even know if caveat's the right word. I hear people say it all the time. I'm like, sounds fancy. Yeah. Caveats, like exceptions, right? Uh, or is this hiatus 2.0? Yeah, it's hiatus 2.0. What is caveats not like an exception? I'm trying to think of like a good word. Let's go with stipulation. There's a couple stipulations. Who's this kid? Yeah. Why? Where'd this come from? What? Are you an English major? No. Okay. I have like a hard time speaking the language as it is, but yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> welcome to the club. <laughs> there are times before we get into this. I find myself so many times saying things when we're recording, just like prayers up, hope it works. Hey, shoot your shot. I mean, the vocab's getting there. I'm learning a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Jan 13 training camp next week, and the season will be 56 games long. So let's explain here. Each division, I believe, has seven teams. Eight, and then the North has seven. Okay. I hate that. Um, But, yeah, all 56 games, teams will be playing interdivision games. So you will be playing the same seven, or if you're in the North, six, teams. Eight. Oh, yeah. Math. Hard. Math numbers. I am not caffeinated enough right now. (laughs) Doing this early, you're you're going to be playing interdivision the entire time. So, so you're playing the same team like eight or nine times over the course of the year. And if you're in that northern yep. division, like we're getting ten Battle of Albertas in the regular season. God forbid if those teams play each other in the playoffs. Oh, it's you're going to have inmates at yeah. that point. I mean, there's going to be people put in prison, Kachuk, Cassie, and there's exactly. going to be assault on the ice. It's going to be amazing. Uh, but yeah, so. This is going to set up for a season filled with rivalries. Uh, So the way that they're breaking this down is there are four divisions in the league. So the North Division, which is all Canadian, is going to consist of Calgary, Edmonton, Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto, Vancouver, and Winnipeg. All those teams play only each other the entire season. And that will apply to the other three divisions as well. Um, They're just playing inner division all year. 
first two rounds of the playoffs are also interdivision. So you're basically, when you get to the conference finals, I guess if you want to call it conference finals, the final four, let's use that term right now. When you get to the final four, it will be the four kings of their division. Right. So you'll have one from the north, one from the west, one from the central, and one from the east. Um, so let's go into the other three divisions. I just told you guys the northern division, a.k.a. the Canadian division. The west division will consist of Anaheim, Arizona, Colorado, Los Angeles, Minnesota, San Jose, St. Louis, and Vegas. The central division will This cons- is the weird one. Yeah, a little bit. The central division will consist of Carolina, Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Detroit, Florida, Nashville, and Tampa. And then get ready for this. The ball breaker is the East Division. You have Boston, Buffalo, New Jersey, the Islanders, the Rangers, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington. Jesus Christ. That is just a gauntlet. I mean, that is brutal. So you take out Carolina and Columbus from the Metro and you throw in Buffalo and Boston. Yeah, especially when Buffalo just had the biggest free agent sign-in. Right. Buffalo could I, – I look at this, you know, selfishly as someone who focuses on what's going on in the Metro because that directly affects me. Boston easily could make the playoffs this year. I, you know, I, I know they, they had should. some big departures. I know Char is still not signed. I they know should that, make the they playoffs. They lost Krug, but they should make the playoffs. Buffalo could easily make the playoffs too. They bring in Hall. I think, you know – Eichel's only going to continue to get better. They got Olafson back, who looked great last year they when he was got healthy. Jeff Skinner, though. Yeah, Jeff you know, Skinner you know sucks. How I feel but, about him. Um, you know, they bring in Eric Stahl and add some depth. I don't know. This could be one of those teams that sneaks in, and then you look at Jersey probably being the one that you can say won't make the playoffs, and then you know, everything else. Islanders is. are there, Rangers are there, Philly is definitely there, and then uh, the Pens and the Caps. So it it's tough. So. Like I mentioned at the start of the episode, we're not giving our picks. I would like to ask you first thoughts on this new format of four divisions and all interdivision play for the entire season. I like it for this season just because... It's a one-season pony. Yeah, and it's shortened to, like, you know, obviously I think one of the things that the NHL does well is you get, you know, you play every team at least twice, right? Yeah, maybe three times. If it like you in the old school way, or last not even old school, just last season, East versus West, you get two matchups. Right. One one it's a home, and then the other team gets home. So right. the, the Pens would play Dallas. You know, one time in Dallas, one time in Pittsburgh. Exactly. So I, I I like that. It's interesting. You know, you I whenever the Caps go out on their California road trip, I you know pucker my asshole because I know what's coming. <laughs> or the Western Canada road trip, knock on wood, they've actually been pretty good with. So I, you know, it's entertaining. I, I like this for this season, though. Yeah. I think this is going to really jack it up. I mean, this is going to set the world on fire in some of these matchups, and I think it's actually going to start some new rivalries, which I think will be pretty cool. Uh, the reseeding when we get to the uh, conference finals, I think, is interesting. So they're going to re all out of those four division kings that you mentioned they're going to reseed based on total uh, regular season points. So one would play four and two would play three. I think that's going to be interesting to see how that goes. Yeah. Like what that matchups, what those matchups are going to look like, but I'm optimistic. And I think a playoff series, you know, in this first or second round after these teams have basically played each other in a playoff series during the regular season, uh, it's going to be, is going to be nuts. So, so you have the potential and I don't want to get anyone horny out there, but, you know, let's go there. You could have 
17 matchups of Calgary versus Edmonton yes. this year. If they played each other And then they the play playoffs. seven games. And then they play a seven-game series. So <laughs> this is just a gong show. But it's I think it's the gong show that the league needs. And I, I think this they're taking the right approach, right? You're trying to be safe. You're trying to limit travel. You know, you, you're working with the cards you're dealt. So 56 games, I think, is fair. Interdivision play, I like it. Um, the playoffs, I I understand why they're doing it. I kind of wish they were doing a one through eight and they broke it up. And I do too. Like I think we all in our group chat when we saw this, we were like, why did we not just go back to one through eight? But right. But as you can tell, and I'm not trying to get the East Coast bias going on here, but that Eastern Division is that that is just loaded. It's insane. Uh, I have a lot of concerns for my Penguins and having a chance at this. Uh, you know, there's a lot of heavyweights in there, and there's a lot of young guns in there. So it's it's a scary time to be a Pens or Caps fan, I would say. Seriously. Uh, the uh, the Central Division to me is just weird. Tampa and Dallas, the two teams that were in the Cup Final, are now in the same division together. Which I love. Kind of like that. It's interesting, but it's like that's definitely never happened before, or not when the league had more than, you know, six teams. But. Right. And I mean, now that, you know, ever since they redid the whole Metro division and all that, uh, you know, Chicago and Detroit were huge rivals. And yeah. Then, and then they moved Detroit to the East. And then they moved Detroit to the East and then they lost that. And now they're division rivals again. Exactly. So I think that's kind of cool. Um, I think the West, the Western division is kind of a joke, honestly. Um, it's like you can look at that and go, okay, yeah, those are Western teams. Sure, why not? But St. Louis is actually further east than I think like Chicago is, if I'm not mistaken. Or Dallas, I think. Yeah. So don't ask, don't riddle yeah. me that one. I wish they would have put St. Louis and Chicago in the same division. Yeah, I do too. I, th- I mean, the West, Colorado and Vegas are just going to run right through everybody, in my opinion. Um, Pretty much. I don't see anyone that can. Yeah. I mean, Colorado has a cakewalk, for lack of a better term. I mean, if Colorado's not in... Them and Vegas are going to be one and two. I would say St. Louis is three, and then maybe you could... I don't know who's going to squeak in there after I that. Told you, I told you and Mac, I think, two or three episodes ago, I don't think San Jose is going to be that bad this year. Now, granted, I said that not knowing what we were up against, but I'm going to stand by it because... Anaheim stinks. I don't think the Coyotes are all that good. The Kings are still a ways away from being good. So I think San Jose could be the four seed in the West, maybe the three seed. But you know, if you if you've had tr- uh, trouble following along, basically all you have to do to make the playoffs is be top four in your division. Exactly. So it's really as simple as that. You get top four in your division, and we already listed the divisions for you guys. And then once you get into the playoffs. You're going to play interdivision games for the first two rounds, and if you can survive and you win your division, you get into the Final Four, yep. aka the Conference Finals, and after that, you'll be reseeded based and on your regular season. And we just re-rack it and go from there. Yeah, and that, that's, that's look, really it. Look at it this way. If you're in the West, all you have to do is be in the top four in your division, and if you're in the East, dear God, I have to be in the top four in my division. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very different approach. Yeah. It's a very different approach. Um, so, I think... Like yeah. one last thing before we move on, this idea of fifty-six games and we're doing interdivisional play is going to make gambling insane. Yeah, so that's something I actually did want to touch on. Um, as far as my initial thoughts for for gambling, and I've listened, you know, listen to other hockey podcasts. Some of them say this is going to be the hardest year to to gamble because you know this is just a chaos, for lack of a better term. I actually disagree. I, I, and I've said this, I think, on previous episodes, but 
One of my favorite tactics, and it's a proven tactic, is back-to-backs. Yep. And what you're going to see a lot of this year, and just you know, to limit travel, is you're going to see a lot of back-to-backs or two and th- two and three nights against the same team in the same arena. It's like it's going to look like a college hockey schedule. Yeah, I mean, for instance, the Penguins play the Flyers their first two games in Philly. Yep. And it's two games in three nights. You're going to see a lot of that this season. Um, I love that because I think what you really have to rely on this year is that the loser of the first game, you're going to have to hammer them on the second game. I, and that's been a tactic of mine since the dawn of you know me gambling. So uh, that's definitely a trend. I think the fact that the Leafs play the Senators <laughs> nine times oh is, my gosh. is nine overs in yep. their pocket. You guys know how we feel about that. Every opening night, it seems like those two teams play each other, and there's always an over that hits. So um, we'll be hammering that quite a lot. I think there's a lot of money to be made this year. I do too. I think you know, with any sort of beginning to a season with gambling, it's like, tough. there's stuff that you don't know, and there's stuff that you think that you know. We did this with Dallas and Nashville last year, where we're like, oh yeah, you know, I'm pretty confident about this. And then what Dallas dropped like six games at the beginning of the year, and then you're like, all right, I'm done. So similar to any other beginning of the season you know we went through it at the beginning of the nfl season too you just don't know what's going to happen so especially the last two weeks yeah jesus christ so uh i think it's going to be interesting it's going to be you know a new learning curve like it always is pick up on some new trends and go from there so i'm excited for it i don't you know i i agree with you people are saying that you know it might be the, the hardest season to make money on but you know yeah, I'm hey, gonna, not I'm if dis- you're smart. Yeah, I'm going to disagree. I think this year it'll be easier to track trends more than anything. You're going to figure out real quick who has whose number. Um, you're going to see a lot of back-to-backs. Definitely going to have to pay attention to uh, starting goalies this year, given the amount of back-to-backs we're going to have. Absolutely. So uh, just keep your eyes peeled. And, you know, we, we obviously have the website now. So what I will tell you all is that we are really trying to utilize the Twitter game and the website uh, to interact with you guys to give our picks because obviously we're a once a week show. Some you know you'll see here, uh, perhaps this week and next week you're going to get some Tuesdays in there. But for the most part, we're a once a week show. We give our picks in advance, but there's always stuff on the fly. Someone's injured. There's a goalie that we you know like or don't like. Uh, we're able to give you guys on the fly picks. So make sure you're checking out our website and subscribe to the newsletter at www.emptybetters.com. Uh, some big news now from around the league, some key injuries, retirements, signings, all that good jazz. I'm going to let Nick kind of drive the bus here. Yeah, so uh, the big one, Caps fans, is that uh, arguably the biggest signing that we made in the offseason, Henrik Lundqvist, is out for the 2021 season due to a heart condition. So it's obviously pretty scary. Uh, you know, we want to wish him the best. He actually posted an update on the 28th, which is the day we're recording this, saying that he's scheduled for an open heart surgery consisting of aortic valve replacement, aortic root, and ascending root or ascending aortic replacement. I, I mean, I'm not anywhere close to a medical professional. Medically first. <laughs> yeah, but that does not sound good. So I just want to wish him and his family the the best in this difficult time. So obviously this leaves the Caps with some questions. Uh, You know, I think it was sort of, I would say like 70% certain going into camp that Sammy was going to get the nod and Hank was going to be the backup and they were going to have a nice little one-two punch. And now I think it's like 99% sure that Sammy gets the nod going forward. So Uh, now the Caps have a question of who do you bring in to back him up? So they have a couple options. Zach Fucali. Yeah, Zach Fucali (laughs) is hands down our vote. 
uh, and I think he's good enough too. Uh, they have a couple options. They could bring up someone like Vitek Vanacek from Hershey, who had a monster year last year. They well, just signed Craig Anderson. They did to a PTO. So, you know, if they want to go that route with the veteran uh, to have some NHL experience. But I think the other thing to w- note here is that unlike in other NHL seasons where you're only allowed to have two goalies on the active yeah, roster, three. we can carry three this year. Because of COVID, it's new guidelines. Right. There's extra skaters that they get to carry. Um, you know, they have a taxi squad. Is right, which is like in the playoffs, like think you're black aces. Yeah, they're the guys that um, travel with the team but don't play. Pretty much. And usually they get to party in cool cities, but this year they can't. Right. And so. it kind of sucks to be a taxi squad player this year because usually that's just a playoff thing. Now it's happening all year. Yes. So you're looking at guys who might get no playtime. Exactly. All year long. Which sucks, but... I mean, if you have the chance to crack the big club, I, I can see why they're uh, doing it. Yep. So, yeah, best wishes to Hank, uh, and it'll be interesting to see what the Caps do from there. Uh, longtime Blues player Alex Steen has announced his retirement. He was drafted 24th overall in 02 by Toronto, uh, and then they ended up trading him for, like, Carlo Koliakovo to the Blues, so I wonder who won that trade. Um, he played 15 seasons with a total of 622 points in 1,018 games and a Stanley Cup in 2019. He spent 12 seasons with the Blues. What a great career. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much as good as you can get. Um, you know, good for him. Kind of a kind of a undervalued asset. I would, I would say. say so. Uh, never really stuck out, I would say. Never got yeah. a lot of media attention, but definitely was a big part of that Blues run and heart and soul guy in the locker room. And uh, now, obviously, the Blues just signed uh, Mike Hoffman to a PTO. I think that definitely has something to do with this. Yes. So we'll get into that later in the episode. But, yeah, congrats on a great career to uh, Alex Steen. Yeah. Uh, some good news. Oscar Lindblom is officially cancer-free just pretty much a little over a year the after his news. diagnosis. I mean, that's so good to hear. We saw him, uh, you know, come back for warm-up during the postseason with the Flyers, and that was awesome. And now that, uh, you know, he's sort of been medically cleared, is just it's so good to hear. So, um, you know, aw- just great news. Uh, NBC Sports and the NWHL, that's the Women's Professional League, have announced that they will air the semifinals and the finals of the 2021 Isobel Cup on February 4th and 5th. I so love you can it. find that on NBCSN. Fucking that's love awesome. It. That's perfect. It's just what they needed. Yep. More hockey on TV. I mean, you do the math. Uh, Gives us new players to root for, too. Exactly. I think we're all going to get introduced to a lot of new players that we've never heard of or don't know, and I think it's great for women's hockey. It's just more exposure, which is exactly what they need. Uh, the NHL Board of Governors has approved helmet advertisements for this upcoming season, and the basic goal of this is to allow teams to make up for lost revenue over the most recent uh, year and this upcoming year. So the Caps released theirs the other day. It's Capital One. It sort of blends pretty nicely into their uniform it's anyways. Perfect. It, it fits the colors. Like if you didn't look at it directly, you would just sort of think it was their logo, if that makes sense. Right. Uh, I'm really glad they didn't go with like something like m&ms where it would just be like a giant block of yeah. yellow on there but no I, I i i haven't seen anybody unveil theirs other than the caps i yeah. mean they play in capital one arena right it makes Their sense color schemes red white and blue it's a perfect fit i mean as far as the pens go i would hope that they could find someone to fit the color scheme first thing to something that comes to mind that's black and yellow like dewalt power tools dewalt power <laughs> tools 
If you want to go that route, yeah, it matches your fan base. You guys are a bunch of tools. So oh, thanks, man. We're power tools. <laughs> no, I I agree. I've also heard that they might be doing like one sponsor for home and yes. one sponsor for away. So I think it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Well, a lot of teams um, have two color helmets, right? Pens wear a black helmet at home. They wear a white and helmet white. away. I think most teams do that. Yeah, right? if not all of them. Yeah. So I, you know, there's some room to kind of blend some colors. Chance to get more money. Uh, maybe EB will get on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. You fit right in with that Kings reverse retro with the purple and gold. That would be sick. The day that happens, I guarantee you, we won't be recording in Nick's basement. We'll be recording no. in a studio. Exactly. One day. One day. Uh, so I think that wraps it up for news. Let's move on to signings. Uh, but before we do that, I think you want to tell us a little bit about Brackish Life. Brackish Life, you say? Yeah. My favorite outdoor apparel company. Are you joking? Of course I want to talk about Brackish Life. Let's take a minute here. If you're like us and grew up on the water and outdoors, then Brackish Life is perfect for you. They have a wide selection of gear from UV shirts to hoodies and hats. It's Real Bay apparel made by Real Bay people. Head to brackish.life today to check them out. A little salty, a little fresh, Brackish Life. Brackish Life has also teamed up with Rink to Reef Chesapeake Bay to preserve the area that many of us call home. Rink to Reef is repurposes broken hockey sticks into oyster restoration habitats. Brackish Life donates a portion of their proceeds to Rink to Reef to further preserve the beautiful Chesapeake Bay area. Support this great cause and a great small local company by checking out brackish.life today. Beautiful. I am nailing those. For a guy who doesn't know what caveat means, I'm Lining not bad them at up reading. and mowing them down. Yeah, not bad at reading. A uh, bunch of signings to get to. Uh, just, I mean, we could cover all of them, but then we would be here for about six and a half hours. So these are the notable ones. Uh, the Panthers, they signed Anthony Duclair to a one-year deal worth $1.7 million. I like this deal a lot, but I think it's worth noting that this is the 25-year-old sixth NHL team in his ninth season in the league. He did have a career-high 23 tucks last year in Ottawa, so uh, I think this is a good fit for him. Yeah, I'm a little surprised that Ottawa didn't want to keep him, uh, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, I think he wanted out. Well, he might have wanted out, and that's understandable, especially when you sign Matt Murray as your starting goalie for the next four years. <laughs> I can understand that. Um, but I think he'll fit in well with Florida. I, I, I always I look at Florida now, and they're sneakily one of – is that a word? Sneakily? Yeah. Sneaky? Yeah, sure. Know. We'll go with it. Was that an adverb? Is that what they call it? I don't know. I'm going to roll with it. Um, (laughs) I think the Panthers are undercover one of the more star-power-driven teams in the league. You got Barkov, you got Huberdo, you know, you got Ekblad. Um, They're they're like that team going into March Madness that no one... Bobrovsky, if he can get his head on. Yeah, like no one gives like a decent look at. Yeah, they're like uh, Dayton. Yeah, I would say like a little bit more uh, star power. Let's go with like a like a Purdue. They might not be like the top ranked team, but they can still pretty much beat anyone. They're going to be like you know three or four seed in their in their right ra- in their bra- or yeah. whatever it's called. You're exactly. more the basketball guy than me. Yeah. Um, but they're good. I think the Panthers can legitimately make you know a run in the playoffs if they really tried and Bob can get his game on. But um, it's a low risk signing. He just had a career year. It's only one point seven million. Uh, I think it's a, a good deal for them. I think yeah, I think he probably could have gone up to two, and I think you know twenty three goals it, yeah. it would still be worth it. But yeah, uh, moving on, the Hamburglar <laughs> is back. Uh, the Wild signed Andrew Hammond to a one year deal. Uh, their intended backup Alex Stalock is 
out indefinitely with an injury, and Kim Talbot is expected to be the starter. Uh, good to see Hammond back uh, with the Wild this time. Uh, Kovalchuk is basically done with his return to the NHL. Glad that worked out. Psych. Uh, he signed with Avangard Omsk of the KHL, ending his two-year rejuvenation with the National Hockey League. I'm shocked the Habs didn't take a shot because I'm pretty sure before he came to the Caps, like the Habs loved him. He loved the Habs. He had like two good games with them, and let's not forget that while he was with the caps the Habs were still paying like 50 percent of his salary so yeah, i think they were like point. let's just not do this cut ties i think his time's up yeah i i mean he'll go into the khl and he'll play for like you know another five years just because he's kovalchuk so and rack up all that russian cash exactly uh the caps signed forward connor sherry to a one-year deal worth seven hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars I think we were all a little bit surprised about this. I expected the Caps to go after a forward just because that, like, if you go on daily face-off and you look at the Caps lines, there's sort of a hole on the third line. Uh, you know, they daily face-off has, like, Daniel Sprong slated in there. I don't think he's, like, quite there yet. So I anticipated them going after a forward. Obviously, they had some cap issues, but with Lundqvist being placed on long-term IR, they obviously had some money freed up, and they go after a guy like Connor Sherry, which I don't hate at all. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this and how you're dealing with um, one of your baby boys uh, gone south. Kind of sick and tired of you guys signing our scraps, and I don't know who it was. What's that blog called? RMB? RM... Russian Machine. Yeah, what's it yeah. called? Russian Machine Never Breaks. RMB. Yeah. Uh, so are there writers, or is it one writer? There There's multiple of, writers. Okay, well, one of them, I don't know who it was, and I saw you like the tweet, so you're responsible for this. It says, they're no longer former Penguins. They're members of the Washington Capitals. Love it. I hate to break it to you, but you're wrong, and let me tell you why. This is what? But, this, but we're not. They have a contract, so they are members of the no, Washington Capitals. No, they're former Pens. It's, I don't care what you say. <laughs> this has got to be, so just off the top of my head, Orpik, Niskanen, Sprong, Sherry, Haglin. Am I missing one? Who else? Sprung wasn't direct though. They got him from the Ducks. Still formal. Yeah. Still formal. Um, I think that's it. I can't think. Why of you guys else. love signing our guys? Yager back in the day. Glad that one fucking worked out. That was yeah. a disaster. I mean, look, it, it, it's annoying. I'm a little pissed off by it. I'm a little tired of this, and I hate people asking me what my thoughts are because obviously I don't like it. But here's what I'll say: uh, You want my unbiased or biased opinion first? Unbiased first. Unbiased opinion is you have a guy that is fast. So that's good. Undersized. Um, can probably, I would say, in a 56-game season, would put up about 15 goals if on the second line, if he plays with either Kuzi or Backy, whoever you guys are going to... I know you don't really have a true first or second line. I mean, you kind of rotate. I him. see him going on the third. He probably will. Yeah. And he kind of bumps up and down the lineup. He can kind of play anywhere. He had a bad year last year, even with playing with Sidney Crosby, but he has the potential in an 82-game season, if he's put on the right line in the top six, to be a 20-goal guy. He's done that. He has playoff experience. Biased opinion, he's undersized, small, washed up, and he sucks, so okay. congrats. That's like sort of how you're dealing with the loss. Yeah, I no, understand. No, did you okay. expect anything different? No, not at all. There you go. <laughs> Moving on to, I think, which is one of the worst deals here. The Nashville Predators signed Mikhail Granlin to a one-year deal worth $3.75 million. I think this is about a $2.75 million overpay, if you ask me. Uh, Yeah, and we kind of, you know, read off how many teams that Duclair's been on. Why do I feel like Granlin's been on, like, seven fucking teams? I or, just feel like he's always being re-signed. Or he's a one-year... He's been on seven one-year deals in a row. Yeah. For seven years. 
I just this is an overpay. This is a guy that took a huge step backwards last year. Yeah. And I like I all right, you want to give him another one year deal? Sure. That makes sense to me because he's obviously a highly skilled player, but right. do you really want to throw close to four million dollars at him when you could have thrown that at someone else? Yeah, I, I look, I think the Predators are just trying anything at this point. Yeah. Anything to get me my puck lines. There you go. Uh, they also signed Eric Halla to a one-year deal worth $1.75 million. I actually like that contract. I yeah. think, you know, Halla for a guy, I mean, here's another guy who's bounced around a lot. He's been in what? Florida, Vegas, uh, Carolina, and now Nashville. Yeah. So I, I think he's a, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think he might have been on the wild too. He was. Um, he was. So I, I think this is like, like you know he was one of the more highly touted free agents out there. I think this is a a good deal for them. So fits the system well, I would say. Yeah, exactly. Two way guy, speed. Yeah. Kind of like any system. I don't know what I'm saying. Exactly. Uh, Tampa, <laughs> they've been pretty busy over the last week or so. Uh, they signed Anthony Sorelli to a three year deal worth four point eight million dollars. I think that's a home run deal for him yeah a little bit of a bridge deal but it's nice because he's got some coin in his pocket and they definitely need to keep a guy like that around is it 4.8 per i think it's aav okay so yeah i was gonna say i think he's if that was if that was not aav and that was just a total i would have been like how the hell did they do that right because he's his name always gets brought up for selkie i feel like yes and i think he will get it one day uh the blackhawks signed carl soderberg to a one-year deal worth one million i mean so yeah, Soderberg was with the Abs and then with the Yotes and now with the Hawks. I just yeah, yawn. Yeah, role player, depth player, sure. Uh, this is cool. Montreal signed Corey Perry to a one-year deal worth seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. It's nice to see Perry getting you know another chance to stay in the league, and to, I'm sure he's excited to go to a place like Montreal. Uh, Shocked he didn't get picked up by Toronto. All the TSN guys, quote unquote experts, said that was a for sure shoe in, and that was yeah. basically going to happen. And here we are going to the arch rivals up in the Frenchie land. So. Exactly. So we have Good seen the birth of Le Worm now. <laughs> um, St. Louis. This is the weirdest one, I think. They have signed Mike Hoffman, but it's to a PTO. They haven't offered him a contract yet. Per the great Ryan Whitney, and I quote, I don't think this is what his agent had in mind. No, definitely <laughs> not. And I just like, I remember like watching one of the uh, hockey pages. I, I'm, the name is completely blanking um, in my brain department. And they were just like, the caption for their post when they put up this picture was just like, what? Yeah, it you doesn't know? make any sense. I mean, here's a guy who has been a legitimate 30-goal scorer uh, throughout his career, and somehow he's just a journeyman, and it doesn't really make any sense. There's So what this says to me is there's something going on. I mean, there was a, there was that saga with his wife or girlfriend. And yeah, Carlson's in Ottawa, and, and that was a mess, but was I thought weird. that was her, and, you know. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's just strange. I mean, he's like... Um, it's kind of like a James Neal. Yeah. Kind of bounces around, good yeah. wrist shot. Everyone looks at him and says, he's going to help our power play, he's going to help our second line. Yeah. And then he ends up getting bounced you know, throughout his entire career. I mean, Neal's kind of been a journeyman his last couple seasons. Yeah. Ever since he left Pitt, I feel like he's been on like three different teams. Pretty much. Four. I think Hoffman's been a little bit more consistent than Neal was. Yeah. Neal was pretty streaky. Uh, this is, so you know, is. I don't know if this is, they signed him to a PTO because they're still working on freeing up the space for him Perhaps. or something like that. So it could be something like that, but it's just you wouldn't expect the biggest free agent left on the table right. to not just get a contract outright. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Also a reminder, Matt Barzell is still in RFA. He is. So, uh, Dean, 
Yeah, yeah. Mike. Get on it. <laughs> Work it out, baby. There's Come a on. bunch of big names still out there. I mean, Barzell and uh, Chara being the two yeah. uh, big ones, I would say. Yeah. A uh, couple trades actually happened. Ottawa sent a 2021 second round pick to Arizona in exchange for Derek Stepan. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, you know, Not a whole lot of thoughts. Kind of. I think Ottawa's like, hey, we're going to make a push. I think they are too. I mean, they're Eugene Melnick said they're going to be a, what, cup winner in how many years? Four years or something like that? Two years? Oh, uh, if it's four, that's when Matt Murray's contract ends, so that would make sense. If it's two, <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I can't wait. Oh, my God, I'm telling you right now. Every time Toronto – who's the king of picking corners? Matthews. And who's the king of not covering their top left corner? Matt Murray. So It's – I mean, we've all seen the slow-mo shot of like two seasons ago where uh, Matthews does the toe drag, patented toe drag shot that he does. and he uh, That was over Carey Price. And too. he roofs it over Carey Price. Imagine that in nine matchups this season. That's going to be bad. Every single Ottawa-Toronto game, hammer the over. I promise you. It's going to be seen set it. at like 10. I've, I, I have seen this, and I know how it works. Matt Murray is going to get torched. And I'm going to die on that sword. No, I I can't wait for the season previews. I am going to go off. I can't. I like. I completely agree. Uh, so I actually like that trade. I think it's mutually beneficial. I mean, Ottawa gets a decent player in Stepan, who's a great two-way guy, and then Arizona gets a second-round pick, which they desperately need because it seems that everyone they draft has issues. Right. So, uh, yeah, they need to really commit to that rebuild because they've basically been in purgatory for the last five years. Uh, yeah. No, Chris Kunitz literally ended their franchise. So. Yeah. Um, Ottawa, again, they sent Marion Gabrick and Anders Nilsson to Tampa in exchange for a 2022 second-round pick, Braden Coburn and Cedric Paquette. I think I like this deal a lot better than the first one because what Ottawa did, and I think it was actually pretty smart here, was sent Tampa two players that are going to be put on Tampa's long-term IR and are not going to play a game for them at all this year, which... Tampa desperately needs to free up cap space because, I mean, we've said this for like the last four episodes, they were in trouble. Right. So being able to get rid of Coburn and Paquette really, you know, helps them out a lot. And then they can take these two other players, which is nice because Ottawa is able to get rid of them. And then Tampa just throws them on the shelf on long-term IR and it it doesn't affect them. So good deal. Good deal. But uh, yeah, I think that's about it. And then uh, some injuries to get to. Um, some not so great ones in here. Alex Nylander is going to miss four to six months. Uh, so the Blackhawks are going to miss him, but that's not their worst one. Uh, if you've been watching the world juniors at all, you'll know that Canadian captain Kirby doc will miss the remainder of that tournament and some significant time in the NHL after a gruesome wrist injury in a warm-up game against Russia. So, sure. I mean, that just sucked. I mean, I, I sent you the picture of it. It was fucked you know, up, dude. It was pretty appalling. So. Really fucked up. And I mean, it, it looked like a really innocent collision, too. Right. No, I mean, his, he went to make the hit, and then he grabbed his wrist. And after I saw the f- – wow, that was a voice crack if I've ever heard one. Um, after I saw the photo of his wrist, when you watch him walk down the runway, you can see the angle that it's, like, it's sticking just out on. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's rough. Yeah, if you want to go see it, the, the picture's out there. Just, you know, know what you're getting yourself into. Uh, Oscar Clefbaum is out for the entire 2021 season. So that definitely hurts the Oilers. They lose, 
um, arguably one of their best defensemen. So um, the load's going to really be put on uh, the remainder of the guys back there to not stink it up this year. Uh, And then I think this is the biggest injury news outside of Hank with his uh, heart condition is that Nikita Kucherov is going to miss the entire 2021 regular season due to a hip injury. Rough. This, I think what we need to remember here is that they're putting him on long-term IR. However, if the playoffs come around and he comes back, it'll sort of be like what Kane did with the Hawks in 2015. Right. So it's not going to screw them cap-wise. No, it won't. And it, it, it it's a rough loss. I still would say Tampa should be the favorite in the division. Um, I don't know what Stamkos' status is. He's expected to play opening night. Okay, so that helps. Um, but yeah, this is a big blow. I mean, this is a guy who is always in the conversation for top three, top five, and you know potential Hart Trophy candidates before the season starts. Sucks for him. Um, I hate the Lightning. But I do have a dear aunt who's right. a big Lightning fan, yeah. Aunt Vicky. You know, we're rooting for you, Chief. We're rooting for you. It's a love-hate relationship. It is. We have a little. We have a little love down in Tampa, so we're not going to be too hard on him. Um, obviously, you don't want to see you know career-threatening injuries. But best of luck to Cooch. Wishing him well. Ish. Yeah. <laughs> you got yours. It's, it's yeah. You got of, yours. It's, it's, it's my turn again. Um, so that about wraps it up for injuries. Uh, do you have anything else? Um, do we talk a little World Juniors or? Yeah, why not? Yeah, um, fuck it. So the Americans opened their tournament against the Russians and did not look good at all. Uh, they lost five to three. They mounted a comeback in the third, but fell short. They started really slow and just you know were blatantly out of sync. And you know we were all texting during that game, and what I said was, it's pretty obvious that these Russian players have been playing competitive hockey for like two months and American players hadn't played a competitive game since March, depending on where they were playing. So, you know, take that with what you will. I mean, this tournament is absolutely bananas as we'll get into in a second, but the Americans basically took their frustration out on Austria the following night, winning 11 to nothing. Um, they did start a little bit slow. I think it was only one, nothing, um, in the first period and then uh, they just opened the floodgates. But, I mean, huge credit to Austria's goaltender. I mean, he really stood in there. He made some great saves, and he ended up making 58 in total. So, not you know, with a, a struggling and young team in front of him, I mean, he really stood on his head. So, um, And I think he, like, tweaked his hammy and ended up, like, missing, like, the last five minutes of the game. But was, you know, named player of the game for Austria, you know, deservedly so. Uh like Harrison mentioned, we're recording this on the 28th. So the next game that the Americans will play is the very talented Czech team on the 29th at 2 p.m. Last night, the Czechs pretty much strangled the Russians, blocking yeah. basically every shot they had and beating them to nothing. Ray Ferraro actually said, as the clock was winding down, he said that was the perfect hockey game. So um, that's a very, very dangerous Czech team. And then they followed that up with a New Year's Eve matchup with Sweden at 9.30 p.m. And the Swedes actually pummeled the Czechs 7-1. to So this group that the Americans are in with the Russians, Czechs, Austrians, and Swedes, it's like, with the exception of Austria, everyone's already beaten. You know, the Americans lost to the Russians, and then the Czechs beat the Russians. Right. But the Swedes beat the Czechs. Like, it's just... It's a clusterfuck. Yeah. yeah. And nobody really knows... What's going on? I hope USA can turn it around. Um, yeah. Cole Caulfield looks incredible. So That's, does Trevor Zegras looks uh, amazing. Yeah, he's sick. I mean, the, the, 
the USA has the firepower. They were per NHL discussion. They were ranked second going into the tournament. Obviously, behind those uh, you know Northerners that we mm-hmm. refer to as yeah. Canadians who surprise, have twenty surprise. Who have twenty first round picks on their team. But you know right. whatever. Um, but yeah, I think they'll turn it around. I think we'll be all right. I think we'll get some revenge on Russia here. Yeah, and Canada had some trouble with Slovakia last night. It was mm-hmm. one nothing with like ten minutes to go in the third, and then I think they um, the roof off, right? Yeah, no, well, I mean they ended up winning three to one, but still, yeah, yeah. Um, it was it was definitely tight down to the wire. So, like we've said in the past, this tournament just produces some serious upsets. We had one with the Czechs and the Russians, so uh, I definitely don't think we're done there. Yeah, and I mean, like, I'm really hoping that. Uh, I can start to catch some more games. That's the truth be told, I haven't really gotten to watch too much with football and all that. Yep. Um, Ravens, thank you. Yep. Colts. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Sorry. Yeah. You have and to sacrifice just, for the greater the good. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't going to win anything with Philip Rivers, so no. just let Lamar have his time. It's just – it's so frustrating. It's You never you never know what you're going to get with them. One weekend, it's, wow, they're damn good. The next weekend, it's just like, okay, they're average. And then the weekend after that, it's like, wow, they're they really bad. They were shit-pumping the Steelers in yep. the first half. And then just – What happened? Just flatlined. Well, I yeah. mean, I guess. That we, and I think the Steelers woke up. I think Tomlin went into the locker room and started smashing tables or something. Yeah. So. No, I, I completely hear you. So, yeah, man. Um, it's it's an exciting time for sports. We got hockey on the horizon. We got world juniors right now. Football is in full swing, and we're about to get the playoffs. So, it's it's nice. Yeah. Basketball's back. I'm going to have, like, a conniption in March when March Madness starts and hockey's yeah. in full swing. Yeah. I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. I'm very excited to see that. Yeah. Uh, are there any other notes or news that you would want to add? No, I can't think of anything. It's just, you know, this will be released on the first. So happy new year, everyone. Let's go ahead and put that clusterfuck of 2020 (laughs) behind us. I think we're all ready to move on, but let's not forget that just because it's a new year does not mean that everything magically changes at midnight. So be smart, be safe and go buy more merch. Go buy more merch. That's the moral of the story. www.emptybetters.com. Check out Brackish Life, our sponsor at www.brackish.life. Uh, there's no .com, I believe. It's there just is not. Life. Bra- uh, I think we're going to have to do, you know, we did that promo code that a lot of you took advantage of during the month of December, but I feel like we should do something leading up to the season. So maybe Jan 1 through Jan 13, we'll get like a... A some form of increased discount on the store that you yeah. guys can take advantage of. You know, a return to play um, treat for everyone. There we go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Words are, dude. Words are fucking tough. Exactly. I hate English. Yeah, it stinks. You know, you're talking on this mic and your like brain is buzzing and it's moving faster than your lips, and then you're like, and then you're like, did I say something right while you're talking? And then you start thinking about it while you're talking. It's intimidating. It is, especially when you're live because we do this shit in one tank. There, see, there it is. One tank. That's not a word. One take. There are no reruns in this shit. There are no reruns. So, uh, as always, appreciate the love. Appreciate the support. Hockey's back. We got dates. Season previews coming next week. Um, And, again, I can't emphasize this enough. We really want to interact with you guys on the website with our picks. We'll be throwing those up almost probably daily, I would assume. Yeah. So, go subscribe to the newsletter. Scroll all the way to the bottom on the homepage. Type in your email. You'll see it. It's in like a black panel at the bottom. Go do that. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Obviously Instagram, but Twitter too. We're probably going to be giving a lot more pics on Twitter just because it's easier. It's kind of more of the Immediate. Uns- unspoken social yeah. media ethic 
Yeah. Not ethic. Um, Etiquette. Yes. Fuck, dude. I hate words. <laughs> God, it's so hard. All right, anyways, before I fuck up again, thank you for the support, and without further ado. Class dismissed. Sleeping without